Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 208, just one more song. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Ed as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine, and I'm trying to perfect my voice right now so it sounds like it's appropriate for karaoke but probably not uh yes which is the topic of the day karaoke and ed is a much better singer than me right right ed that's doubtful i've seen some of the music <laughs> you've put on twitter so uh you might have you might have me edged out i think we're gonna have to have a sing-off at the end of this show <laughs> <laughs> but you know we'll hold that for the end but now we're gonna be talking about ed and his hobby but before we do that Ed, I'm going to hit you with a cliche question of who is Ed? Well, that's a very deep question. But for the purposes of this, I am one of the co-hosts of The Greatest Song Ever Sung Poorly, the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as it should be taken. And karaoke has been a major part of my life for nearly 15 years now. Wow. And you're going to go for another 15 and another 15 and just so on, right? Well, I'm middle-aged, so I'm eventually going to run out of that time. No, no. We're going to live forever. Podcasters live forever. That's a fact. <laughs> okay, so in that case, we know a little bit more about Ed, but we're going to learn a lot more about him throughout the show. And before we move on any further, do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on that you would love to share? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're at Sung Poorly on just about every social media platform, and our website is SungPoorly.com. Perfect. I will put that down below so people can go check that out and show you some love. And now let's set the right tune, the right mood to just jump into some karaoke. You got your machine set up, right? Are you ready to go? Oh, I'm always ready to go. <laughs> okay. Actually, best question. What is your opener song whenever you do karaoke? Do you have a go-to song to just start the session? I really don't. I often let a decision roulette wheel that I built uh, pick at least the genre for me. If I feel like I need to warm up, I do usually start with something like Johnny Cash, something that sits comfortably in my vocal range. So explain a little bit more about this wheel of yours. How did you come up with it? You're like, you know what? You've done karaoke for long enough. Like, I need a wheel. And how many genres do you have on it? It has almost 50 genres. And when I say genres, I, I mean it very loosely. So obviously, it'll have like decades. So 50s, 60s, etc. It'll have country. It'll have hip hop. It'll have reggae. It'll have punk. But it'll also have things like the four elements, meaning a song with earth, air, wind, or fire in the title. There's one of my favorite categories, baby making music. <laughs> and I let people decide what that means for them. For some people, it might be closer by Nine Inch Nails. For others, it might be Al Green. But things like that, just something to liven up karaoke. Because when you do something for as long as I have, you're constantly looking for ways to amp up the experience. So you do have the genre wheel. And when let's say it lands on R&B. Where do you go to afterwards to find the right R&B song? Do you just go online, like random R&B song, and then choose that one? No, I usually just pick something that I, that I would like to sing, or ideally something I haven't sang before. One of the things that I've done over the past 10 years, let's say, is I've tried to sing at least once a week a song I've never sung a karaoke before. And what is that song this week? We haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> this week doesn't start for karaoke for me for another couple days. All right. How about last week? Last week. Baby Shark, right? You know what? I have not sang Baby Shark, but I might have <laughs> to actually add that. I sang Happy by Pharrell Williams for the first time last week. Now, for people who remember the song Happy, they had this whole website where it went on for 24 hours 
every single hour. Like the song would just go on and there's a video. So Ed actually sang it for 24 hours straight. If Oh, I'm, I, I am too old for a 24 hour <laughs> karaoke session at this point, I think, Alex. I feel like that'd be so brutal on the vocal cords <laughs> and then the energy would just be depleted. Like, cause I'm happy. It's just like, as you pass out, <laughs> I believe some people have done things like that for charity before. So who knows? Maybe someday I'm putting some challenges for you and you're like, damn it, Alex, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, so we're talking about how you do karaoke nowadays and try to do different things and keep yourself entertained. How did you actually get introduced to karaoke? So I grew up working and living at a resort in the Poconos and they had karaoke there, which meant that even though I wasn't old enough to go to the bar, I was able to get in and get served. So I would do that with friends. And then later, uh, my comic book nerd friends, when I would see them in New York at shows, we'd always go out to this one bar in Chinatown called Winnie's. But it wasn't like a real solid thing for me until I met Adam and he and I started going every week and then we started going a couple nights a week and then... At some point, we actually did go seven nights straight at seven different bars. So he's really the reason that I am a karaoke monster today. A good kind of karaoke monster, not a not a evil one. And uh, so you say you go to bars and karaoke can be sung at home in bars or even rented out private rooms. So which one do you prefer to do karaoke in? I will always prefer a Western style front facing karaoke bar with an audience because According to my therapist, I'm seeking outside validation. But for me, I just like the party atmosphere. I like everybody having a good time. And I like being around people. I'm a people person in that sense. And I'm sure you've encountered a lot of interesting people while doing karaoke at a bar. And this sounds weird because I had a friend who came on a few episodes ago who does karaoke as well. So now I have somewhat some knowledge of the karaoke world. Um, when it comes to going on stage, do you like doing duets or do you like singing more solo songs? I will typically do more solo songs. I will often do duets by myself if I can do both voices. So I'll do Angel by Shaggy and Ravon and sing both parts. Really duets for me are when I'm with Adam because we have some that we have always done together for over a decade. But I'll, I'll sing a duet with just about anybody. I, As long as I'm singing karaoke, I'm happy. What was the most challenging duet you did by yourself? Because when I was singing duet, I remember this video from, I don't know, probably like 10 years ago of this guy who sings A Whole New World from the Aladdin movie. And he like nailed both voices perfectly. That would be well beyond my <laughs> means and ability. Uh, the two that I do that involve like really different voices I, again that that angel song by shaggy and ravon and i'll also do nothing but a g thing by dr dre and snoop dogg because they all, both have very different flows and cadences and timbres to their voice so i'll try to do both voices if i do that song and when you do so for people who are not familiar with karaoke usually you have the words pop up on a screen some people like to read it some people like to do it off the top of their head as in from memory so for you are you the type of person that you're pretty good at remembering the lyrics or you want to read it through just to make sure you get it right it certainly depends on the song there are some songs that i am much better at just knowing the lyrics and actually singing like we didn't start the fire and i've won some bar bets with that one but I also will do songs that I've never actually heard before. And the first time I've heard them is me doing karaoke. So for those songs, I absolutely require the screen because otherwise I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like if I were to do it like that, a song I don't know, you would see it in my face. Just the sheer like <laughs> confusion of like, is this the right tone? Sure. You know what? Let's do this. <laughs> the, the first time I heard Work Bitch by Britney Spears, 
was when I sang it at karaoke. Same thing for the Eminem part in Nicki Minaj's Roman. So I'll just try anything. I'm kind of fearless when it comes to karaoke at this point. It's almost muscle memory, even if it's something I don't actually remember. And speaking of muscles, it looks like you're doing the perfect segues for me, so I don't sound like a complete fool. The muscles in your tongue are used for singing, and you're sorry, the muscles in your mouth are used for singing, but the muscles in your body, you can also use it for moving. So do you sometimes do a little dance while doing karaoke? I typically don't dance because I feel like I need an actual stage to do something like that. And I think that'd be really showy. But one of the things I will do is if I'm at a place that has a wireless mic is I will walk around the entire bar doing a song, not looking at the screen and working the crowd. So I get a little bit of cardio that way, I guess. Get that workout in. And I can feel like you're very animated with your hands as well. Like you point a lot, like you just get into it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's my happy place. If I didn't have karaoke once a week, I don't know where I'd be. It was a pretty tough pandemic for that kind of thing. And doing it online did not replace, because I'm sure if some people tried to do it online with bars and stuff, like bars is kind of make it weird, but like alternatives, but it probably made it very not the same atmosphere. It's not the exact same. No, I mean, there are some really great groups out there. I'm just going to give a shout out to the community at Friday Night Karaoke. It's a Facebook group. It's the most positive karaoke environment I've ever seen. Everyone in there is fantastic. The guys who started it also have their own karaoke podcast where they pick like 10 songs a week from the group surrounding a theme and they put that out. It's a great product all around. It's a great environment. I've made so many friends in that group. I love it to death. Shout out to them. And if uh, you want to share some links from or one link from them, we could always do that in the show notes. You know, show some love. Absolutely. And this might be hard. I know I asked you at the beginning of this show, what is your go to to start? But let's say if you had to pick one song, what is your song that defines who Ed is? The one that speaks to you the most? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> In terms of me being performative, mm-hmm. usually it is going to be that Angel song by Shaggy and Ravon or Let Me Clear My Throat by DJ Cool because those are just really great songs to amp up the crowd. But when it comes down to it, I'm an elderly man in my soul. So it's going to be something from like, Bing Crosby singing Cole Porter or Frank Sinatra singing Cole Porter or just something very old timey. That's that's really where the core of me comes out. I'll have to hear some of these in the future. If you have any recordings of these, I'd love to hear it. And uh, this might be a little hard to answer, but what would you say is the best part about doing karaoke for you? Well, for me, it's meeting people and getting to know people. I've moved around a lot. I've traveled a lot for work. And my social network has increased drastically just because of karaoke, not just in terms of friends, but in romantic ways. Literally every person I've dated in the past 15 years, whether it was for years or just a night, is somebody that I met at karaoke. You already have something in common with everyone there who's singing. And it's really easy and low stakes to start conversations with people. I've met some of my best friends through it. I've made work relationships through it, oddly enough. I've just had such a great time because of it. And that's one of the reasons why it's really near and dear to my heart. There are other activities that happen in bars. Like I love pub trivia. I love going and watching a baseball game, but you don't have that same level of camaraderie and interaction as you do with something like karaoke. And what I love about this in bars or wherever you do do karaoke, no one's expecting you to be perfect. So everybody's in most cases accepted. I would I would hate to say that there's some that 
are just a hateful environment. I would imagine most places that do karaoke, people are very friendly and welcoming and they encourage you to be you. My rule is I clap for everybody no matter what. I'm either clapping because it was good or I'm clapping because it was because it's over. But like <laughs> it should be a welcoming environment for everybody of all stripes, all ages that are legally able to be in that place, all genders, all sexual orientations. Karaoke should be a welcoming environment in my ideal world. And I try to foster that at every karaoke night I'm at. Absolutely. And for some people, it might be a way to test their, let's say, how brave they are. And just to go up on stage, if fighting stage fright could be a great thing to feel like, okay, wow, it was in a ways people appreciated me just coming up here, which is fantastic. Yeah. Sometimes you see, you see somebody come alive in that moment where they, where they feel that and they get, and you, you just see this light bulb moment and it's so great to watch. And now, and this is something you can edit out if you choose to. I don't know where you would be on something like this. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things that I've seen in karaoke in the last few years is a friend of mine has just transitioned. He's on testosterone. His voice has dropped two octaves. He had to be super drunk to do any karaoke at all back in the day. And now he's a karaoke monster, just singing every week and having a blast. And it's so great to see him embrace his voice as it changes and matches who he is inside. So I love seeing that. Like, that's one of the most affirming things I've ever seen at karaoke is watching him just become his own rock star. But that's pretty cool because I'm definitely keeping that in because it just makes me think like you just somewhat unlocked a new level where you get to try different vocal reins for new songs that you've always wanted to sing, but you couldn't. So now like you have that chance and you get to work on that. So you develop on songs like, ooh, now I can do this song in this tone. I find that pretty awesome. Yeah, his walking in Memphis is great now. I guess I'll have to have him on as well for karaoke and then learn about his experience. And then I will have both of you back on and have a karaoke off. Is there, sorry, is there a term for like a showdown? Like if you have a challenge, is it karaoke off or? <laughs> I'm sure there, I'm sure there are. I mean, they have karaoke contests. I really don't like entering them because I don't think karaoke should be competitive, but there have been times where I've been in a bar and the host is like, Hey, do you want to be in the karaoke contest? I'm like, no, they're like, it's the only way you're going to sing tonight. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm in the karaoke contest. And that's when I'll try to pull out the most obnoxious thing I can to protest. So my go-to karaoke contest song is Punk Rock Girl by the Dead Milkmen. I do a very good version of it, but a very good version of it is still pretty painful to the ears for most people. So that's why it's my go-to for a contest. Okay. With that in mind, it leads me to think, cause you've been to so many karaoke sessions and you heard so many other people sing and it might be hard to answer, but what song tends to come up so often? That you hear either you're like, oh, I still enjoyed it or like, oh, my God, no one, please stop singing this song. I, I, I've heard it like a thousand times. By and large, if you take it in a longer form view, I'm going to say that Don't Stop Believing by Journey is a ubiquitous karaoke standard, but I don't mind hearing it. The one that really just tears me up inside every time I hear it is when someone does Picture by Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow. It's the song that even if you don't smoke, people will go have a cigarette break while people do it. <laughs> because it's just such an awful song on so many levels. And we've all heard it so many times at karaoke. And it boggles my mind that couples will like sing it as a romantic song. Like, do y'all know what words you're singing right now? Because this song, this... Like, if y'all lovey-dovey, this song is not capturing mm. that. That's, no, no, stop, stop. I mean, I, I heard pe I, I've heard people made it their wedding song, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Ooh, okay. <laughs> You're just there, like, smiling, like, oh, no, why, why this song? 
oh, okay, I guess this foreshadowing, I don't, <laughs> well, I hope their wedding or their marriage is still going strong despite that song. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now it also leads me to think as well, you were talking about like, you like to sing any song. Is there a song that you have yet to sing, but you really want to, and you know, it's still in like in your vocal range, but you just weren't able to sing it yet. Yes. And it's not so much a, I haven't been able to, it's a matter of availability. There's a place that I intend to hit at some point in Portland, Oregon called baby Ketten. The guy who runs that does his own karaoke songs, which means you will find things there that you will find at no other bar in the world. And he has an extensive Tom Waits list. So the only Tom Waits songs I've ever sang at karaoke are The Piano Has Been Drinking and I Hope That I Don't Fall In Love With You. You can't really find anything else. He's got like 20 different songs and I just want to go to Portland and gravel my way through a whole bunch of Tom Waits stuff because that's uh, one of my happy places. And you know what? Portland, Ed is coming. You better be ready. And uh, so I would assume, I could be wrong, but I would assume you have a karaoke machine in your house, correct? I do, yes. Okay, so which one do you have and why did you choose that one out of all the other models? To be completely frank, I, I bought a machine at Sam's Club because I saw a decent machine at Sam's Club on discount. I'm like, this is something I should own. I don't use it very often because I'm not going to just sing by myself at home. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it in the shower. I'm going to do it in the car. I don't need a karaoke machine to do that. <laughs> I, I've brought it to places and parties so we could have karaoke when the bars were closed. And in fact, friends of mine, I think, still have it at their apartment. I don't even have it right now. But it was something that I did have to own just for me. I, I, I needed something like that. It was it was a requirement. It's gone to pride parties with me. It's gone to kitchen parties has gone to living room parties if somebody wants karaoke i want to be able to supply that all you need is straps on the machine itself so it becomes a backpack so it's a portable karaoke machine i know they have the mics that are karaoke machines but this is just an official backpack karaoke machine right it's, it's a nice pet it's a nice pedestal system that has two decent sized speakers and it's relatively easy to use and a nice subscription service that has all the songs so it's it was worth it for me. It was a worthwhile investment. And can you add your own songs into it or is it just the songs that come from the subscription? I think you can. There's a space for a USB drive, but that is beyond my technical know-how. Well, if anybody uh, is listening to this and would like to go over to Ed's place, don't go over to Ed's place, but <laughs> like to download some songs and make some things, a playlist for Ed of Ed's favorite songs, I'm sure Ed would greatly appreciate it. And for you, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first started doing karaoke? Singing was my biggest challenge. I now here's the thing. I grew up in a very musical family. My grandmother was involved in the music industry for the majority of her working career. Everyone can sing or play an instrument but me. And I mean, it didn't stop me from doing it like the couple times I went socially. And if it wasn't for hip hop, I would not have been able to do karaoke to the extent that I did, because that was my comfort zone at first, because I it's music I grew up with. It's music I feel competent performing. And the first karaoke song I did on this stretch when Adam took me to karaoke was Just a Friend by Biz Marquis because I knew I could nail the rap part and I knew it didn't matter if I couldn't sing well because that would fit the tone <laughs> of the song. But then yeah. as I started doing it, I started, I mean, anything that you do, you will get better at. You might not become Celine Dion, but you will get better over time just singing. And I am now at the point that I think if 29-year-old me who still had hair and hope for the future, if he heard me sing now... He'd be like, oh, OK, I can do that now. 
and he would have been pretty impressed. Yeah. And also with that in mind, what is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started doing karaoke? I wish I would have known how to shift things into what I can physically sing. So my thing, right, is there's a lot of music I love. I listen to music almost as much as I listen to podcasts. Now, I, I always have some kind of audio thing going on because I, I detest silence. So, I mean, I love music from the 30s. I love music from the 50s. I love pretty much every kind of music out there, except for a couple like deeper metal things I just can't get into. I can hear the artistry. I just can't. It's not for me. But a guy who I love is Sam Cooke, right? And the first time I tried to sing Sam Cooke at karaoke, I tried to sing like Sam Cooke. And if you can hear my voice now, you can see why that was a genuine <laughs> mistake. And it took singing songs made well-known by women. So, for example, Fever by Peggy Lee, Turn Me On by Nora Jones, things like that. I never tried to match their voices, but my idiot drunk brain would be like, oh, no, I can sing like <laughs> Al Green. I can sing like Sam Cooke, and I certainly yeah. cannot. But had I known that I could just bring things down to where my level is and have it sound okay, I think I would have started trying a wider, a wider variety of music sooner. The only reason I know any country music at all is because Johnny Cash is in my range. That's the only reason. That's what kind of what I love about karaoke as well. You can look at Celine Dion and you're like, oh, that's very high pitch, but that can be sung at any tone or like for people who have voices like us, we just got to find the right key to sing it at. The absolute best Celine Dion I've ever seen at karaoke was done by a stand-up comedian at a show that I went to. And I went to the show, honestly, just because there was karaoke afterwards. But he was hilarious. He's great. His name is Thomas the Red. You should look him up on the internet. But he did, in full Viking regalia while holding a sword, My Heart Will Go On. And it was one of the best karaoke performances I've ever seen in my entire life, if not the best. I'm going to have to go look this up on YouTube, if it is there. Hopefully it is, but... Uh... Have you seen it online or no? It is online. Oh, yes. Yeah, screw editing this, uh, editing podcast. I'm going to just listen to that over and over tonight just to get in that karaoke mood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I talked about your challenge when you first started, but what's your current challenge these days? My real current challenge is maintaining that adrenaline rush from it. A lot of it seems old hat by now. So I can do random songs. I can sing songs I've never heard the thrill is not there as much, but it's it's still there. The thing that I look forward to most is any chance I get to do it with a live band, because that does add a level of excitement and adrenaline that you don't normally get. So at PodFest at the end of May, one of the events is a live band karaoke night, and that may be the reason that I am actually going to this convention. <laughs> not about the podcast. No, that's, that's, that's an afterthought. <laughs> you know, being a podcaster, no, no, it's all about the karaoke. Priorities, man. Priorities. Orlando's a great karaoke city, so even the nights that uh, I don't have that event, I have other places to go. There you go. And for you, and this might be a long description, but what, how would you define your perfect karaoke session? So like the moment you get to the bar, are you the first person to get on stage or you're kind of more like the middle person to get on stage or the last person? And like, do you take a few drinks before, eat first? What is your routine? I often start a karaoke night sober because I usually get there around when it starts. I don't care if I'm first. I don't care if I'm last. I don't care how many times I sing in a night. Here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a crowd that has some variety. I want college students. I want old people. I want people my age. I want straight people. I want gay people. I want I want like the entire human experience as 
can be trapped in that bar. I want everyone to come together. I want everyone to sing their own songs. I want to be surprised. I want to have fun and I want to talk to people. Whether that's a dive bar or an upscale bar or a bar that is specifically focused on karaoke, I just want a variety of people getting together, having a good time, getting along and singing songs. Does it ever happen? I don't know if it's a faux pas when it comes to karaoke, but like people in the, I was going to say in the stands, people at the tables sing along with you because they're like, you're just, they're so into your energy. They love how you're just making so much eye contact. Weird way of saying that, but just you're connecting with people. They're like, all right, we're singing along just, but you still have the dominant voice. That happens in a lot of bars. There's a lot of songs that will trigger an entire bar to sing along. Piano Man always gets people singing along. Sweet Caroline always gets people singing along. There are just so many songs that make people want to sing along, and especially if people have had a lot of drinks and they're feeling kind of wild, they'll sing along to just about anything. They'll also sometimes do it to drown you out if you're not very good, and that's, ha- that's <laughs> happened to me before, too. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I can feel like uh, West Virginia is probably one of them as well. <laughs> oh, oh uh, Country Roads. Yeah, sorry. Is that yeah. the song? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes, I know songs. Exactly. Country Roads does end up being a very big bar sing-along. Everybody loves that song. How could you not? One song that I tend to see a lot in karaoke, and every time we do karaoke, we have to do it, is Barbie Girl. Why? Because I have a deep voice, and you know what? It's for fun. You know, it does. I, I sometimes play the part of Barbie. Why not? Because I like having fun. Have uh, Have you ever done a song that's just so ridiculous? Like ah, I'm just I'm just kicking the can, kicking the can. No, I, I am having fun. Jeez, why did I say kicking the can? I mean, Barbie Girl's one I've definitely done. I've done. I touch myself by the Divinals. I really have no shame when it comes to karaoke. <laughs> I will sing anything. I uh, one of the things I hate about being in bars, especially when I'm like a solo male person, is birthdays because like buy me a drink for my birthday. Like, I don't want to be the dude who buys you a drink for your birthday, but I will sing any karaoke song you pick, which by and large, if it's me offering and I've never met these people before, they're going to say, can you do like a virgin by Madonna? And I'll be like, yeah, I guess. And I'll do it for like the 18th time or man, I feel like a woman by Shania Twain. I'm like, these are all in my wheelhouse. Yes, absolutely. I will do that song. Like, give me something really embarrassing for your birthday. I don't know what that would be, but there's got to be something that will embarrass me. Someday I will find my karaoke embarrassment. I have not found it yet. I don't think so. I think you're going to be nailing every single song. You just have that fun energy to just go with anything. And you know what? I love that. And instead of talking about love, we're going to talk about a darker thing. Misconceptions. What are some misconceptions about people who do karaoke? That's a really good question. One misconception, I think, is... And it's going to depend on the bar and the night and the crowd. But the misconception is that like everybody who gets up there thinks they can sing. And we don't like it's not a matter of being good. It's a matter of having fun. Sometimes we're good. Sometimes we're bad. Sometimes we're decidedly okay. I usually fall in that decidedly okay range. That's one misconception. The other one is that you need to be drinking to do it. You don't. Uh, Once you get over that initial fear, and I mean, if people are afraid of public speaking, they're certainly afraid of public singing. But once you get past that, like, I'm often at my local bar, the guy who sings first, not because I got there first or because I wanted to, but because the host wants to check levels while I sing. And it's easier for them to check levels while I'm singing than while they're singing. So I often lead things off just so they can play with knobs and have me walk around and they walk around and we listen to everything. And I think that's that's a misconception. You do not have to drink to enjoy karaoke just because it often happens in bars. It does not mean that you have to drink. 
but you should drink water just to keep those vocal cords fresh. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay hydrated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you're absolutely right that you, you don't have to be a perfect singer. It's not like there's an American Idol scout in the audience just looking for the next top singer. It's just other people just there having a good time. Exactly. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're all doing our hobbies for. We want to have a good time. And I feel like with all these years of experience, you have a good sense of things to do and not do. So with that being said, what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to participating in a karaoke session at a bar? So the one thing that I see often and drives me insane is people who will do hip hop songs because they're afraid they can't sing and doing that at the disrespect of the hip hop song itself. And what I mean by that is certain people not to stereotype, but certain people who look a lot like me will do these songs because they feel like they're just speaking words and they don't have to hit a note. And I promise you that melody is far more, far more forgiving than rhythm. So if you have no sense of rhythm, you're actually better off singing than you are trying to do Baby Got Back, which for whatever reason is the go-to song that I see people do that fall into that category. That's a big mistake I see. The other mistake I see is just not committing to it. Like nothing makes me sadder inside for somebody who gets up, starts to do a song and gives up like one verse in because they thought they knew it and they didn't just you're up there, commit to it, give it your all. Even if it sucks, we're going to clap at the very least. If I am in that bar, I will clap for you. I will gas you up so much, but that's what I do. I, I just want everyone to feel good, have a good time and feel secure in who they are and what they've done. I'd be the other guy, the other side of the room, also hyping that person up. You and I in the same bar, just, whoa, yeah. The only person who has ever vocally booed me is my uh, podcasting partner. And in all <laughs> fairness, I genuinely deserved it that night because it was bad. I mangled Mr. Jones by Counting Crows in such a way that booing was the proper response. But I think if anyone other than Adam booed me, yeah. I might have started a fight. I don't know. But Adam booed me and I'm like, no, that's fair, man. Yes, yes, absolutely. This is terrible. Did you do anything to retaliate when he went up on stage? No, I only I only boo him when he does something that he shouldn't do, like uh, Across the Universe by the Beatles, because we have the same vocal range and neither of us should ever try to hit high notes. <laughs> ever. But you try, but you try. That's the, we that's try the, sometimes. That's the spirit. I, uh, <laughs> If I really want to make somebody cry, I'll try to hit a high note. It sounds like a cat being murdered. It's it's not good. It's not good in any way, shape, or form. Well, that's my style. That's my, my style of music. I love that. What I won't you? even do it in the car with people because, <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to subject anyone to that kind of torture. You know what? That's my thing. Okay, if you want to do that, I like it. Okay, <laughs> that's that's my thing. Maybe when we're off recording, I'll do my <laughs> my version of "Laid by James," which has made people actually want to hit me it's 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 that bad the noises that come out of my mouth are just horrible when i try to hit that pretty part door i produce music i've been doing it for years i sung a few times i rap as well my wife says i am tone deaf but i can make music so it's kind of weird so nothing hurts me anymore <laughs> you're like superman yeah but like superman but Clark clent or kent clark wow no, wait, one of those two, the hidden one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I am on my game today. Uh, so what would you say is the most stressful part about doing karaoke? For me at this point, there isn't one. But I think in general, just getting up and conquering that fear and doing it. I feel like once you've gone over that, that edge, like that, that part of a roller coaster where you're slowly climbing up and it's going... 
you're good and having fun after that first drop happens. And I think if people got to that part, let the drop happen, went through their loops, went through their inverts, went through whatever roller coaster terms there are, I don't know. Once you get through that and you have that thrill, you want to ride that ride again. And I feel like karaoke is the same thing. So you've done it in bars. Have you ever done it in those uh, private rooms? I have. I have things about private rooms. If you have the right group of people, it can be fun. The first time I ever did it, Adam and I went to one in Pittsburgh and we booked it for two hours. And by the 45 minute mark, we're like, well, all right, what do we do now? With just us singing back and forth, we were tired. Our voices were strained. We were running out of things to do. But if you get like six to eight people, I think that that can be a very good two hours. If you have two people, maybe just leave it to an hour and have fun. It could probably be a very cool date night, maybe because it's low stakes. There's no crowd. There's no audience. It's just you and the other person connecting over your shared love of music. I like those. Though. I like I like any karaoke opportunity there is. And also to karaoke is a great thing for a first date. You know, it's fun and you get to fool around in the, the bar in the, the singing. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, however your first dates go, yeah. Alex, I mean, that's that, like, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I've certainly had those moments, too. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, you absolutely if you go in and treat it like that, it can absolutely be a great first date. I'm going to throw out that if you are on a first date and you are going to karaoke and you guys are both feeling really adventurous, <laughs> make your make the point of your date that you sing songs that the other person picks out. Ooh, a challenge. I like that. And with challenges, because you said, I wouldn't say you you get bored, but you said you have the wheel of genre. Do you ever challenge yourself and do different styles, not different styles, but like sing it in different ways or any other way? Let's say you were to sing with Adam and you sing one line at a time, something like that. The the thing that I'll do with with Adam and I together is we will we will take our karaoke roulette game to obnoxious proportions. (laughs) So we will hand one random person our phone because we both have the same app on our phone. We'll, we'll, we'll hand a person the phone to spin the genre. Then we will have another random person pick a song in that genre, and we won't look at it. We won't know the song that we're singing until we get up there. And that's how we amp it up when we're together. We love doing it that way. Man, I would just want to come to one of your sessions. I call it a session because it sounds like a session. I would love to come and just see. And you can, just can pick me out, you can pick me out from the stage. Alex, your turn. I'm like, I got this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I got it. The confidence is key. Jazz hands. Um, so for you as well, what has karaoke taught you in life? It's I've always been fairly outgoing and fairly socially fearless. It has amped that up so much to the point that if you ask me to describe myself, I will tell you I am like Spider-Man had Peter Parker been bitten by a, medi- a mediocre radioactive white guy. <laughs> I, I am a mediocre radioactive white guy who was bitten by another mediocre another mediocre radioactive white guy. So I have the proportionate confidence of a mediocre white guy. (laughs) I absolutely fear nothing in a social interaction. I will talk to anyone about anything and have such a, and I don't know if I would have that if it wasn't for karaoke karaoke. uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've spent, Oh God saying this out loud hurts. I've spent two decades in sales and I fundamentally attribute karaoke to my success in that in terms of reading a room, reading a face, reading a crowd, reading a lot of the things that I've learned about human interaction have been learned not at school, not at conferences, not at workshops, 
but have been observed in karaoke bars. That's awesome. I, I honestly love that. And it sounds like we are on the same wavelength. I love public speaking as well. I was a tour guide and just love connecting with people. I did sing on my tours, oddly enough, but I don't know if it helped in getting tips or did not, but yeah. What did you sing on those tours? <laughs> oh God, this is 10 years ago, almost. One of them, I was a tour guide on a boat, on a canal. And then I was also a tour guide at Vimy Ridge in France. So uh, I don't think I sung at the Vimy Ridge, but on the boat, I must have sung. And there's like a little island we passed. It's called Pig Island. I might have made a song about a pig island. Why? You know, after doing the same tour 50 times or like in a week, you want to be a little more creative. And I was flirting with the senior citizens, apparently. Just a little wink and <laughs> this is what get the tips in. Uh, no, just being creative, I guess. And yeah, it keeps you on your feet and makes life a little more interesting. Absolutely. And who has ever been mad about hearing somebody just randomly sing somewhere? That's such a expression of joy. And this might be the toughest question for you. Where is your favorite place to sing outside of a karaoke bar? Is it a shower or in your car? Obviously, like most people will say it's a shower because of the acoustics. But I, I prefer the car. I have little car concerts if I'm on a long road trip. But like if, I, if I've listened to too much like talking, I'll have a certain playlist. Like, okay, if I was performing somewhere, if I were a musician, these are the 10 songs I would perform in concert and I will sing through them. And I have certain playlists like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I don't know if I'm revealing a dark, a dark secret, or just a little secret. Whenever I listen to a song, I always picture myself as that's my, I made that song and I'm singing it to the first time to my friends and they're really impressed. And uh, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Find out what your comfort level is and sneak one step beyond it. Because if you only do things that you are comfortable doing, you are never going to grow as a person. Certainly not going to grow as a karaoke singer, but try something new. Try something not terrifyingly scary, but a little scary. And also, you've been doing karaoke for such a long time. What are the, what are the constants and what are the differences? Well, right now for me, the big difference is I live in a college town and the crowd constantly shifts every year. Like people that you expected to see stop showing up because they've graduated. They've gotten a job somewhere. They've moved away. If you're in one place for a long time, especially in a college town, you will watch your crowd shift and change and grow. And now, like, I'm one of the old guard now, which I didn't expect to be. I went to grad school in this town 15 years ago. That's when I met Adam. I was in grad school. Certain things always change. The people who are coming, the songs that you hear. And then certain things remain the same because there will still be songs that you will hear that I have heard in 2008 and in 2022. Music has a great staying power sometimes, and that some of that will never change. But the thing that never really changes with karaoke is people getting up and expressing themselves through something they love. You don't typically sing songs that you hate, that you don't connect <laughs> with. Like, I, you always know the person who is singing You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette because they love the song. And you also always know the person who was singing, you ought to know by Alanis Morissette, because some dude just stepped on their heart. And the way people connect with music, like back in the day, like way back in the day, before there was recorded music, popular music was tracked through sheet music sales. 
because everybody felt comfortable making music at home because that's how you had music. There were no phonographs. There certainly weren't CDs. There certainly wasn't Spotify. But back then, people would have instruments. People would be able to sing, even if they didn't, even if they couldn't afford instruments, they could sing together. And that's something I feel like we've lost once the advent of recorded music and professionalism came in. Not everybody felt like they could express the song in their hearts. Karaoke gives a little of that back to us in a way that we haven't had in, say, the 40s through the 70s. As karaoke has grown, more people are comfortable expressing the song they have in their heart because everyone will be like, I can't sing. And there are people who cannot sing. And I mean, like, they have something with their vocal cords where they physically cannot make noises. But everyone can sing. It's a matter of whether somebody else finds what they're singing appealing. But everyone can sing. And I feel like everyone who can sing should sing. And there's a song for everybody. There, like, there's been so many singers throughout the years, so many. There's bound to be somebody in your vocal range. Absolutely. And uh, you're talking about doing it in a more college area. And when it comes to karaoke in bars, you sometimes, I don't know if this is a thing you do, but do you read the room and say, okay, well, I'm going to base my songs that will appeal to this kind of audience? Or you're the type of like, you know what, tonight I'm in this kind of mood. I'm going to sing this song regardless of what the audience is. It's absolutely a mix. Sometimes I will try to read the room. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good guess at the median age of a room. For example, this Friday, I may go to our local Eagles because a friend of mine is hosting karaoke there for an earlier show. I might go there and then go to the college bar afterwards. At the Eagles, I'm more likely to do Buddy Holly, Eddie Cochran, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash. At the college bar, it very well may be Shaggy, Ludacris. Depending on who the crowd is that night, it could be just about anything. And I might do both so I can have a full like seven hours of karaoke, which sounds like a lot, but that's a great night for me. Sometimes you do it for the crowd. Sometimes you just do it for yourself. Like you go through a bad breakup or you go through a great day at work and you have something that you just have to get off your chest. And then you do a song that reflects what you're feeling. And if you're really feeling it, it doesn't matter if the crowd is 25 or 75 they're probably going to feel it too. Oh yeah, emotions can be transferred so easily when you're on stage and people can feel it. I just thought of this. I don't know if it's ever happened, but I feel like it's something you shouldn't do when you do karaoke, but I, I don't know if it's actually ever happened. So let's say somebody sang a song and it wasn't the best rendition of the song. Somebody else comes up on stage and sings the exact same song knowing they can sing better than the last person. Has that ever happened? I'm sure it's happened places. I consider that a massive party foul, a massive party foul. If you're going to do something like that, like hip hop is my wheelhouse. If you do a very bad baby got back, I might attempt to do a very good. Let me clear my throat, but I'm not going to do baby got back just because you did it. That would be an awful obnoxious move. I'm sure it's happened in places, but I would consider that a major karaoke party foul. Yeah, it's pretty pretentious. Yeah. Don't do that, kids. Stay in school. Don't copy or don't do two songs back to back, regardless of how good or how bad it was. Absolutely. And I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on that you'd love to share? We are the greatest song ever sung poorly. 
the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as it should be taken. We are at Sung Poorly on pretty much every social media platform that we can think of, although we do not engage that much on anywhere other than Twitter. And our website is sungpoorly.com that has all our episodes, our blog posts, our merch. Anything related to us is sungpoorly.com. I will put that down below so people can go check that out and show you some love. You know, I was just thinking, I'm like, what if I just add this episode with a little karaoke oomph, a little more reverb? Ooh. <laughs> Imagine throughout the entire episode, just a bunch of reverb. And, you know, when I sing, add a little bit of autotune, you know, just spice it up a little bit. No, that, that'd be crazy. <laughs> so as for the last question, do you have any questions for me about karaoke? Well, it sounds like you've been to karaoke once or three times or so. so. Hypothetically, say I flew up there where you live and we went to karaoke and I asked you to sing the song that's in your heart. What song are you singing to me and that bar that you just need to sing to everyone? Ooh, a song that I like. You know what? A song that is in my heart. It's relatively new, but it has this old flavor to it. It's by Black... Uh, Black Pumas, I believe that's their name, and the song's name Color. It's, you gotta look it up. It's got this old feel to it, but it, it touches your soul. That song, for me, yeah, I would definitely do that. So Black Puma, the, the song's called Colors. And if I may follow up with a second question, if we were playing a karaoke dare game, what would be the one song that you would not want me to dare you to sing? None. I would do them all. I am that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I am the type of person I've embarrassed myself so many times that I don't necessarily get embarrassed anymore. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. People are going to judge me. So be it. Judge me. I've been judged my whole life. I'm just going to be me. So I, if I'm having fun with this and I'm not hurting anybody, cool. Let's do this. I love that. That's a great answer. <laughs> but honestly, if you want to challenge me, a Twitter off, cool. I'm cool with that too. <laughs> Ooh, we might have. We might have to battle. Oh, I'm going to have to get my battle wristbands, battle sweatband. It's going to be the bald head man battle. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that to happen. When it does, I will get everything ready. I'll stretch my vocal cords and uh, yeah, make sure to stay fully hydrated. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Ed, for coming on and sharing your passion for karaoke and maybe challenging me to a duel. You know, we got to have that white glove and just give me a little slap to the face. Like, I challenge you to a duel. And <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. I love your passion. If you guys would like to learn more about Ed, go check him out. I'll put all the links down below in the description so it'll be very easy to find. If you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, just shoot me an email or reach me on any social media. I am everywhere. But if you'd like to show some additional support. I do sell merchandise. I have a Patreon as well. And I am working on a podcast board game, which is all about pitching podcasts. It's still in the playtest phase, but I'm really excited about releasing it and I want to make it good. Yeah, that's a proper sentence. But what you do have to do in the meantime is go show Ed some love. So Ed, thank you once again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.